Welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast. I'm Gemma Bernad, the Manifesting Mum. Listen up, gorgeous soul. Manifesting is an inside job. If you want to transform your life, you must transform yourself first. Why? Because you don't manifest what you think, you manifest what you believe. And I'm here to help you change your beliefs so you can create anything you want. In these episodes, we're going to dive deep into all things manifesting and mindset with a dash of woo-woo. So if you're the type of mum that's sick of feeling unfulfilled, tired of being overwhelmed, and is totally ready to wake up every day loving life, then it's your time to learn how to make it all happen with courage, confidence, and most importantly, with love. This is going to be life-changing, so let's do this. Well, hey there, beautiful manifesting mum. Welcome to episode 60 of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you're catching this on YouTube, then welcome to In the Closet with the Manifesting Mum. Super excited, as always, to be here and recording another podcast episode. And we're at episode 60. Pretty cool. I still haven't checked, actually, what the date of the first podcast was that we released. But I know we're very fast approaching the 12-month mark. It's been super incredible and I'm really feeling very blessed every single time I get to step into my amazing recording studio (laughs) and to put my thoughts out to the world. And I love getting all the messages that I get from you also. It's pretty amazing. And to those people that have left reviews as well, I've got to say a huge thank you. I actually posted one of the reviews that had been shared um, or posted a couple of days ago on my Instagram and the lady that posted it went like her handle on iTunes was like Esbutt or something like that. I'm just trying to find it actually. And um, when I posted on Instagram, she actually reached out to me and said, oh, that was me. And it was a really amazing, amazing, amazing. Oh, here we go. Her name is Steph. Okay. And um, Steph posted this really gorgeous review on iTunes. And you know what? In like super unorganized mode, which I sometimes am and feeling a bit that way at the moment, I didn't have it handy, but here's what she wrote. So thank you, Steph. She said, I need Gemma daily. Gemma, you have changed my life in many ways. If I don't listen to you after a few days, I start to lose my way. You are so knowledgeable and inspirational. And so S but one to dollar sign is who she showed up as on iTunes, but it turns out she's one of my followers also over on Instagram. Steph from styler underscore prints and design. So you can go check out. She's got some gorgeous stuff, actually. Obsessed with florals, anything pink and glittery. She creates party stationery for the events in our lives. She's got some gorgeous stuff. You should totally go check it out. Styler underscore prints and design. So that's Steph. So thank you so much, Steph, for taking some time to leave that review for the Manifesting Mum podcast. I really, like, really appreciate it. And your kind words, too. It's really a little bit humbling when someone says that they need to hear me daily. Like, yeah, it feels really amazing and a little bit strange too, because I guess I just get in here and speak whatever and hope that it lands on someone's ears that needs it. That's really what it's all about. And now 12 months in, 60 episodes deep, it seems a lot of you need it. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much to Steph and to everyone that's left a review. You know, if you, if this podcast does help you, 
you know, it's has helped you change your life in some, you know, particular way or it's allowed you to share some advice. Steph also chimed in and said, you know, thank you, not only because it's helped me, but she's been able to pass on some of the advice that she's learned in the podcast to a friend of hers, which has been really nice too. So if that's you, if you're like, yeah, you know what, I really do like Gemma's podcast. It's a pretty good podcast and it's helped me a lot. I'd love you just to take a moment to go on over and to just leave a review on iTunes. It takes less than a minute to do, but you don't understand like the impact it has is actually quite profound and that's not in terms of me but what the more ratings the more reviews like written reviews that I get for this podcast the more iTunes pumps it up and out so when someone searches for things like manifesting law of attraction like personal development my podcast goes further and further up on that search list and it means that more people get to find the message that I'm sharing so it really does help me to help other people so if you're really the type of person that loves to help people I know you are aren't we all, then just take a minute to just go and leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me, and I know it would allow me to help so many more people um, around the world, which is pretty incredible. So what's going on today? Let me just tell you, it's been pretty crazy the last couple of weeks, and I'm a little bit out of routine with recording my podcast, and I was like all you know, ready today to get recording, and then my daughter vomited last night. Let's just take a moment for all the mums whose children vomit in the middle of the night. And it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment and just really feel the feelings. It's so great. Anyway, so, you know, plans are a little bit out the, out the window. She is presently at the moment downstairs watching her iPad. She's okay, which is good. She had one vomit, but still she's had to stay home from school. Um, so... Yeah, so I'm trying to get all this stuff done in between obviously taking care of her, making sure she's okay, all that kind of stuff. But this is a bit of a lesson because I'm going through a stage at the moment of learning to do less but actually like kind of achieve and have more. So this kind of just proves, you know, sometimes when life does throw you and you've got less time to do the things you want to do that maybe you don't always need that time. So anyway, I'm going to be sharing a podcast episode on that coming up really soon about the concept of doing less, which I've been learning from reading Kate Northrup's book, Do Less, which is really an amazing book. So I'm going to talk more about that. But today, this episode is really geared towards helping you to live a life with no regrets. Now, caveat on this, because I don't know if it is completely possible to live a life with no regrets. I don't think any of us will know until we are taking our last breath, okay? I don't think we really know whether that's possible or not. But this podcast episode is inspired, actually, by um, an original blog post, but also a book that has been written by an Australian author. She's an author, songwriter, motivational speaker. She's a whole lot of stuff. Her name's Bronnie Ware. And she wrote a blog post back in 2009, which was The Regrets of the Dying, which has since been turned into multiple books. And one of those books is The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And so she um, has written about the top deathbed regrets that she heard during her time as she was working as a palliative carer. So she's obviously got quite a lot of experience. She's obviously talking to a lot of people as they are, you know, really at the at the end of their life. And, you know, as morbid as this topic may sound, it just was really eye-opening. I think for me, particularly being someone who's incredibly ambitious, you know, I've got so many dreams I want to achieve, so many things that I'm pursuing. 
you know, just reading these five regrets and obviously having lost my both my parents, so having been exposed to people that are really at the end of their life, it really did just kind of hit home for me quite a bit. And so I really felt inspired to turn this into a podcast episode and to share with you these top five regrets and to just kind of talk about them. And I guess my own personal experience in thinking about them and what they mean and how I'm going to, I guess, incorporate some of these lessons into my own life experience. So I'm going to share them with you today. And I'd love to hear from you on these too. So let me go through, let me share, like, what are the top five, like, this is obviously this woman's personal experience in speaking to so many people at the end of their life, but I think, you know, when I tell them, tell you what they are, I think we can all nod our head along and go, yeah, like, yeah, totally. And it's interesting about the things that aren't on this list too, like the things that we really do pursue with such drive and such passion, the things that we really do focus our energy on do not appear in this list, which is really interesting, I found also, Okay. So top five regrets of the dying. Let's just get straight into this, okay? You know, and why am I actually, before I do that, why am I even talking about this? Like, here's something that has been really important for me to explore over the last couple of years, particularly. And again, labeling myself as ambitious, like whatever that really means truly, but obviously someone who's got big dreams. That's kind of how I interpret for me. I see myself as ambitious because I'm like, you know what? I've got a busy life. I've got lots of dreams, big things I want to achieve and even acquire in my life. So I guess I've labeled myself ambitious on those guidelines. Okay. But you don't really ever need to label yourself that whatever, you know, but what's become so important to me with all the study I've done, all the time I've spent with my clients, you know, all my own personal development what really became, what really came out as being important to me was this sense of fulfillment, like just doing my best to live each day feeling fulfilled, whatever that looks like, like that looks different for everyone too, which I think is really important. Um, But, you know, just, yeah, having a life that really leaves me feeling full, like that really isn't just full of stuff, but that leaves me feeling fulfilled. Like I am really connected to the truth of who I am and expressing that, however that looks in my life. That's, I guess, what I connect with when I talk about and feel into this space of being fulfilled. And so that's what really got, really grabbed my attention when I came across this information about the five regrets of the dying. And I guess it really did really make me think, you know what, this is, these five regrets, like these five things, if we can focus on those, I really think that you can't go wrong. You will feel a sense of fulfillment in your life if you focus your energy and your attention on this. So that's where this is all inspired from and coming from too. I think it's all about, it's also about, I don't know the word balance is, I'm not like, but it is in some respects about trying to find a way to integrate and to really connect with the truth of what fulfills you. And this will make sense as I talk about this anyway. Okay, so anyway, let's dive in. Enough, enough chitty chatty. Like, let's just get straight into it, okay? So here's the first regret, okay? This is, and I don't know that these are in any particular order too, by the way. I don't think it was like, oh, majority of people said this. I think it's, this is just the top five regrets. So it's, this is in like no particular order whatsoever. But this is one, this is the number one regret that's been listed anyway, okay? I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And I just... And when I heard, like, this hits me to the core of this one because I think I see, particularly because I know how much of a challenge this is for people. Like, I know whether that's societal expectations, whether that's familiar expectations, as in family expectations, 
you know, whether that's just the, even the expectations that we think that we have on ourselves, like, you know, what is, you know, being true to yourself? Like, but I just see this <clears throat> so often, like, I mean, and I know that I could have very easily gone down this path of living a life that others expected of me. I mean, when I finished high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to uni and started studying economics, which I had no passion for whatsoever. And I was so lost and I just kept trying to find myself. So I kept trying to do things that I thought would make my dad happy, that I thought would maybe bring us closer. And I even went down the avenue of like studying law. My dad was a lawyer and he was so proud when I did that. Like he was so proud, so incredibly proud when I did start studying and I was working in his law firm and doing really well. And at the end of the day, though, and I think this is so true, like as as parents, I think we can connect with this, like really most parents just want their kids to be happy, whatever that looks like. We really do. I get there are exceptions to the rule. So I understand if you don't feel that way, but I think majority of parents, because that's, you think about it as a parent, that's like, I look at my kids, I'm like, I don't care what you do, as long as you're happy, like as long as you're a good person, you know, you're kind to yourself and you're kind to others and you're happy, then I will support whatever that looks like in your life. But sometimes we really struggle to connect with that. So we do really look to people outside of us to validate what it is that we want to do and so this is a really interesting one to me and I think I can definitely relate to this and I know when I see with so many of my clients too they really go through this stage of confusion like what do I want to do because there is this period of time I think where you really get this place of unease where you start to realize that perhaps the life you've been living isn't actually the life that you truly want to and it does take courage it does take courage to step outside of that and to go you know what let me explore what I want because this is one of the most under asked questions when it comes to how and what we ask of ourselves like what do I actually want like what do I want and a lot of the time we don't ask ourselves a because we've never really been asked that of ourselves like we don't have a lot of people that ask us what we want and the other thing as well is that growing up most of us got the message and this is through nobody's fault this is just programming this is the way it is is that what you can't have what you want anyway so why even bother asking yourself so it does I think take a lot of courage to actually go to that place and go what do I want and then it takes even another level of courage to actually get to that place where you go you know what I'm going to pursue living that life because there's so much fear around that there's because there is so much unknown there there's all these big question marks and so I see that a lot of people do that a lot of people have so many dreams for what they want and they go unfulfilled. Like this would have to be the most common regret is that they look back on their life and they think about all the dreams, the things they wanted to do, the things they wanted to pursue, like the things that lit them up and they just didn't pursue them. You know, and for so many reasons, like one of the most common limiting beliefs we all hold is that what I want is not available to me. So you can understand why people do get to this space where they don't pursue them because they've got this message in their mind, this programming of this belief system that says, you know what, you want that, but it's not available to you. You're not that kind of person. You're not good enough. Like whatever the story is that you tell yourself as to why you can't have it, we're all telling ourselves that story. But there are people that are able to see beyond that story and go, you know what, maybe, just maybe, like, and the first step in changing that is not always, yep, it's definitely available to me, but maybe it's just questioning. Maybe it is available to me. So that actually came out, I think, as one of the most, like, as the most common regret. As I said, they're not necessarily ranked, but this is, was one of, definitely one of the most common ones. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. So I'll just say to you, please, like, if you are feeling that sense of unfulfillment, if you're, like, stuck in a job that you just don't love, 
You're stuck in a relationship that is not where you want to be. Start to ask yourself, like it's not about necessarily making decisions, but ask yourself, is this what I really want? And what do I really want? What do I really truly want? And then it's about dipping your toe in the courage pool. Like every now and then, okay, maybe there's something small I can do today that's going to allow me to start to exercise my courage muscle so that I can start living a life that I truly want so I can start pursuing these dreams that really light me up. Like this is such a big one when it comes to manifesting. Like now you ladies realize you have such power inside you to have and be and do and invite and attract whatever you want into your life. Don't get to the end of your life with that regret that you wish you'd had the courage. Like that, that old saying, no one ever regrets the things they did. They regret the things they didn't do. And it's so freaking true. Like you just don't. And that's what, I, honestly, it's what's really spurred me on in my life. And particularly if I talk in the context of my business, because I know so many people have fear around their business and doing things and putting themselves out there and creating stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Just what if? Like, I don't want to regret. I didn't, I never want to, like the podcast took me a while to get off the ground, but I didn't ever want to have that regret. Like, I wish I'd done a podcast. I wish I'd shared my message. I wish I'd given it a go. Same with launching pro, like my courses I've just launched. Like that was a scary time for me to put myself out there on that level. Like it caused me to face a lot of fears. It caused me to face a lot of fears around money as well. My own self-worth. But I would have, honestly, I would have regretted not doing those things, even if they'd been an absolute flop and a failure, I would have regretted not doing them. And I would never have known the potential. And trust me, it blew my mind, you know, to think that I had all these women that were like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to invest money in this, invest money in something you've created. You're freaking worth it. I'm worth it. Like they're saying to themselves, I'm worth it. Like that is amazing. I would have missed out on that opportunity if I didn't put myself out there. And I see women all the time holding themselves back in business, in life, because they're scared. Don't go to your deathbed with that regret. What do you want? And start dipping your toe in the water. The next regret, and she lists this one as being predominantly from every, like mainly male patients, but obviously, you know, she wrote this blog post in 2009. If you think about the generation generally that would have been transitioning over at that period, they would have been like probably for me, like my grandparents predominantly. So you can understand why it would have been many males that said this, but obviously now that there's been such a change in gender roles and, you know, women working full-time, working multiple jobs, all that kind of stuff, you can understand that our generation particularly, and even our parents' generation to some extent, could potentially go to their, to, you know, their deathbed for better use of a word, with this regret. And that is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And man, I said this one playing out in, in our life, my husband and my life, and we are both actively manifesting working less. And I've, I'm going to share this one with you too. And I've also got an affirmation that I just put in my phone yesterday, which is the less I work, the more I make. Like I am actively creating a life now that allows me to work less, but make more money to support my family and to support the dreams that I have for my life and my business. Like it is all the belief system. 
It really is. And it's a very, very destructive belief system that, and it's so, it's connected to money. It's connected to self-worth. You know, it's like effort equals money, effort equals reward. That's what we were taught. That's what like our parents' generation, their parents' generation were taught that. And we're now armed with this information that it doesn't have to actually be that way. Like we're living in an age and a time where we actually don't, believe it or not, have to work ourselves to the bone. You know, that old saying, work yourself to the bone. Work, like, I mean, how many times, like I think about even, you know, my dad, like work hard and you'll have you'll get to where you want in life. No, I'm calling BS on that. Not at all. doesn't mean that you don't work like you do. And I love what I do. So it's not actually like hard work. Okay. But I do at the moment work quite a lot of hours and it is challenging because I've got to try and work it in between all the other hats I wear, being a wife, a mum, like owning, you know, taking care of our home, like all the kind of stuff that come along with that. So there is, it is a challenge in some respects, but I am seriously actively now manifesting work working less, making more money. And there are absolutely ways you can do that. There really are. Like some of that requires money to do. Like, you know, we outsource things. Like I got a VA in my business. We have a house cleaner that comes and cleans the house. We're about to get an ironing person, you know, to come and iron the clothes. Like there are things obviously I get that require money, but then there are things that aren't. Like we really do. Like how often are you just being busy for the sake of being busy? We are so averse to just being, to like just sitting and being present to just being because we really do believe that our self-worth is completely connected with how busy we are, how much stuff we're getting done. Like, you know, and particularly like, you know, I know when I was um, not had my, when I wasn't running a business, I had that 12 month period where I was just with the twins. Like I really felt like, you know, my husband would come home from working a really long day and I was like, I have to justify what I've been doing. That was no pressure from him, but that was the stories that we tell ourselves. Like, you know, if I'm not working hard, like if I'm just putting my feet up, then what are you actually doing? So we've got a lot of stories around that that I really think need to be cleared up. Like you do not have to work so hard. You know, you don't. You don't have to work hard. You know, and it's so much, if you want to live your life, you want to be present for your children, for your partner. Like, I mean, even this morning as my husband was leaving for work, like it's a whirlwind in our house in the morning, like especially when all five kids are under the one roof. And we literally are just like hustle, 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 getting everything done in the morning. And then we go to say goodbye. And it's like, you know, we take about, five seconds to just be present with each other and even this morning he just looked at me like man this life is busy it is but it doesn't have to be that way like just because it is that way now like he and I have a choice we can continue to focus on that and when we continue to focus on that it will just keep getting reflected and given back to us and we'll repeat that circumstance and we can make that conscious effort now to look at ways that we can be and do and then have a life that is less busy that allows us to work less and that's I can tell you right now we are very consciously manifesting that. And I'm so excited for what I've got coming up for the next 12 months because it is such a big focus of us. You know, passive income streams for us, you know, ways that we can really create things that just allow me to make an impact and also make an income at the same time that don't require to be on all the time, like trading time for money. Because my business, my husband does work in a business where he trades time for money. He's a psychologist. If he's not seeing patients, he's not making money. And my business model is changing that for us. And we are, it's absolutely something that I am manifesting and it will be done in our life. So just look at that. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. It doesn't have to be that way. Okay. It doesn't, it really doesn't. You don't have to be on the treadmill of work. Just go, 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 go. And missing out on everything. You can have it differently. And it also, by the way, I just want to say too, because I think for us women, there's also this story that we tell ourselves, which is. If I want to be present for my kids, then I can't work. Like I can't have my own business. 
I can't, like I've got to be a stay-at-home mum. And maybe that works for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you're, if you're kind of like black or white, like I'm either working and I'm not there for my kids or I'm not working and therefore I am there for my kids. I'm telling you there can be a middle ground there and you get to decide what that middle ground looks like. Fully get to decide. Okay. All right. Number three on the list. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Oh, I need to sit with this one for a bit because, and the reason I do, I'm good at expressing my feelings too, by the way, but I cannot tell you the amount of clients that I have worked with that uh, find this so challenging, so incredibly challenging. And this is a big one. This is massive. This is not only is it a regret, but this seriously, can I, I'm going to put this out there, right? This would be one of the major causes of illness and disease in our bodies. I, I got it. I'm putting it out there. I'm making the statement. The lack of courage to express the truth. Ugh. We are going through an epidemic of repression and suppression, which is culminating in depression and disease in people okay we have been taught to not rock the boat we've been taught like how often might you like don't do that you know mum or dad's stressed don't get angry like I even seriously like as a mum I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to fully own that that I have definitely thought and seriously said as well to my kids I can't take any more stop crying stop this Instead of letting them express their feelings, you know, letting them get into those big emotions, it's hard. Like, honestly, I am not perfect and I will not pretend to be this and I want you to understand you don't need to be that either. We can only do the best we can and when we know better, we do better and it's not always going to be perfect. Like, I have one of my twins seriously cries and whinges all the time. When he doesn't get his own way, shit hits the fan tantrums galore so I do find myself with him just going man I can't take anymore stop crying like it's really hard I'm going to put my hand I'm going to be really vulnerable and honest with you about that the difficulty with it is and it's a challenge we all face is that when we suppress like we're telling our kids to suppress their emotions because we can't handle it that is that has the ability and I'm not saying it's going to but you know, when we're teaching our kids and because we've been taught that, and I've got to, I'm going to tell you too, after my mum died, I, very vivid memories, when I would get upset, my dad would just say to me, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. And here I am now playing that same pattern out with my son, you know, that's confronting. Take a moment. <laughs> that's confronting when you're faced with that. Like when we're taught to suppress our own emotions, you know, it's very hard to give something else to our kids. Now, I've learned different, but I still find myself in that pattern. But it is. Like, I look at, I'm, you know, I've, I look at my dad. My dad sent himself to his own early death, okay? And why did, well, why did, he, why did he do that? Yeah, he had, had cancer, but he held so much guilt and resentment in his body. It manifested in disease, he also manifested his death in his early 70s. He told me. It wasn't just, oh, I think I'm... It was like, I am going to die in my early 70s. I still remember having the conversation with him in the driveway of my home. 
And I was shocked. I'm like, seriously, like it was only when he's, it was only, I think either big was 69 or he just turned 70 and he died just after his 71st birthday. Like he, he, it wasn't, you know, you get what you expect. He knew he was going to die in his early seventies and he did, but he manifested his own disease in his body because he suppressed his emotions. He did not express his emotions. And I can trace that back. His parents were the same. They were that generation. They were the dep- they were the generation of the depression. Fuck! Is it any surprise it was called a depression? It was called a depression because people had to not express how they felt about the shitty circumstances they were in. This is huge, ladies. I need you to hear me on this. I know how uncomfortable it is to express and to get into that space of feeling what you don't want to feel. I work with clients all the time. I'm working with clients in my programs at the moment about this. I get it. I get it personally. I get it because I see it with my clients. You know, it is safe for you to feel even in those shitty emotions. Like, you know, we think that it is like the suppression. And this is another big statement. And this is a generalization. So I say this with sensitivity, please, to anyone. So I'm going to put a caveat on this. I'm going to talk about a topic that says if you've lost anyone to suicide before, please make the decision about whether you want to continue this podcast episode or not. I have not, my only experience with losing someone to suicide was my dad's best friend when I was young. But if we look at it, teen, um, you know, men are predominantly the ones that are taking their own lives. Why? Because they've not been taught to express their emotions. You know, it is an inability. There's this, you know, stigma that we can't feel this way. We're not allowed to feel that emotion. It's not safe for us to feel that. No, what is not safe is for you to suppress it. That's what's not safe. And that is no surprise to me that it is one of the regrets of the dying, that they did not have the courage to truly express what they felt because they didn't want to rock the boat. They didn't want to make anyone else feel bad. You know, this takes practice, but feel what you need to feel. And it's this amazing saying, feel what you need to feel until the feeling has no more power anymore. Let the end, like emotions are just energy in motion. Like let the energy just go through and do what it needs to do. Okay. And many people do develop illnesses. They really do. Oh, my God. Like, it's it's not just wishy-washy stuff. This is proven. You can heal any disease in your body. Okay, not going to say any. Okay, that's it. I'm making massive generalizations here. You can heal most diseases in your body by healing yourself at an energetic and emotional level. And Joe Dispenza is like the master of teaching people to do that. Okay. All right, let me move on to number four. I just hope you really heard me on that. Please express your feelings. Like even if you don't feel like you can express them to the person, that doesn't mean you can't still express your feelings. And I do have techniques where I work with my clients to get them visualizing, seeing the person that they need to talk to and saying what they need to say. It's Your imagination is more powerful than knowledge, okay? You can heal from having an imaginary conversation, even more so than having that conversation with the person in front of you. Okay. All right. Number four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. This one again, doesn't surprise me. Like we are born craving connection with people. Okay. Connection, we connect connection with survival. So it is no surprise that this has seriously popped up as one of the ones that people say, I wish I had, 
I really wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And so, I mean, that is, God, amen to that. Because I, that's one of the things that it's on my vision board actually to develop and to also nurture and foster the relationships with my friends that I have. Because it's something that I've got a bit hand on heart. I'm not very good at it. I'm actually not very good at it. And a lot of that's got to do with just the busyness of my life. No excuse, but that's what it is. But connection is so important. It is really important. And in this world that we live in where you're able to connect with me over podcasts, like, you know, but it's still not the same as that face-to-face connection that we just treasure and that really nurtures our soul. Like it's so important to have those connections and to prioritize those too. And it doesn't mean that you see that person or speak to them every single day, but it is just the ability to nurture and foster those relationships and just have them there. Connection is so important and it is Seriously, I mean, again, like, like this, it's one of the three universal limiting beliefs that we all hold, which is I don't belong, I can't connect. So connection is important. It's so important to the how we feel about ourselves, the energy that we carry and emanate too. So really important one, you know, how connected are you? How connected do you feel? It's really one that I think is so challenging for us as busy mums that are all connected via, you know, social media these days is that we think that that connection is actually the connection that really we need. And don't get me wrong, that connection does serve a purpose. So keep that connection going, like be connected on social media. There is nothing wrong with that. But I think we also need to look at, you know, developing and nurturing those deeper relationships, which does involve that face-to-face interaction. Okay. Now, the last one, the fifth regret of the dying, this one, this one almost brings a tear to my eye. Okay, some of them already have brought it here to my eye. This one, I just think, oh, it's so important. I wish that I had let myself be happier. God, just sit with that. <laughs> it makes me emotional. I think it makes me emotional because I'm about to get my period. Just, to, <laughs> I know too much information, but I think as we all well know how emotional we get in the lead up to that. But from someone, you know, who did live with depression for freaking decades, I wish I had let myself be happier. And I just want you to hear me on this. The best advice that I've ever been given is if you want to be happy, just be happy. Happiness is not something you acquire or achieve. Like happiness is a serious, seriously, it's a choice that we make to just be in that energy. Happiness is an energy. It is a feeling. It is an emotion. And what creates that emotion is the thoughts that we think. So if you are finding yourself in a place where you are not happy, please, this is not about changing your life. Work from the inside out. It's about going into an understanding, you know, the thoughts that are sitting there. Laugh more. Have fun. Be more frivolous. Take life less seriously, okay? Try new things. Get out of your comfort zone. Like, because when we do, see, we think that if I'm familiar, then I'm safe. But you got to remember, the brain's job is not to make you happy. So this is not surprising to me at all that this is a common one that people really shared as being a regret. I wish I'd let myself be happier. You know, the brain just wants to keep you alive. So he wants to keep you familiar. But we understand familiar does not mean happy. Like familiar sometimes keeps us into those stuck and stagnant emotions and thoughts and habits and experiences that don't lead us to have the life we want. Goes back to having the courage to pursue your dreams. Get out of that comfortable space. You know, one of the biggest fears we have is a fear of change. Okay? 
But staying where you are is not always going to lead you to the happiness. Like, seriously, connect with what makes you happy, but also make the choice to be happy. Like, just be content. Laugh. I can't just can't stress that enough. Laugh. Be silly. You know, we've been given this gift to be mums, to be able to be exposed to that joy and that expression that kids have, that unbridled laughter. You know, one of my boys, like, I, it was really hard because I was, my, one of my twins, you know, he's just, he's coming to bedtime, he's being really silly and he's just wanting to run around and muck around and, you know, as I was getting a little bit cranky with him last night because I just wanted him to get to bed and he did something silly, he goes, oh, mummy, I'm so funny and it just made me stop for a minute. I thought, oh, Gemma, bring yourself to his level for a little bit and I did and I said, I'm so sorry I'm not letting you be a little boy right now. Yeah, you are funny, honey. Like, be silly, be funny. You, we need to take a leaf out of their book. Like, we're always trying to program our kids to be like us because that's just what we do. But really what we need to do is program ourselves to be like our kids. You know, to experience more of that. Oh, I'm so funny just by doing something silly like running around in circles or jumping on the trampoline or, you know, just watching them play and climb at the park yesterday. I'm just be like, I, you know, I've started doing that. Like, I take them to the park and there's a big flying fox there and I'll get on the flying fox with them and I'll laugh with them. And this is no judgment on anyone else, but I do look around and I like, I've done that. I do that all the time with my kids. And when we go to the park, like on a weekend and there's parents everywhere, I'm like the only parent that's doing that. Now that doesn't mean that other parents aren't expressing joy in other ways, but I don't see a lot of it. Like, you know what? Let's get down to that childlike experience again and have fun. Like let joy into your life. It's present. It's there. We're always waiting to have something else and then we'll be happy. No, find the joy and the happiness, the gift that is there right now. It really is. Like that is seriously, you know, one of the biggest ones I think out of all of those. Just let yourself be happy. What was interesting though was what was missing was not one of these regrets had anything to do with materialistic possessions. I wish I had more money. I wish I had the dream home. I wish I had the dream car. None of them featured on the list. Yet when we come to manifesting, we're so focused on that stuff. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, okay? Because I am too. You look at my vision board, there's stuff on my vision board, okay? But you're not going to get to the end of your life and be like, I wish I had that multi-million dollar home. You're just not. You just won't. So why do we put so much weight on it now? There are life experiences that we want that we don't want to regret not experiencing, but a lot of the time it's not connected with the stuff. It's never about the stuff. It's about how we think the stuff is going to make us feel. And that's why I always talk about that. You know, it's the feelings. That's what people want. That's what people want. They want to be happier. They want to have the courage to express their feelings. They want to pursue their dreams. They want to live a fulfilled life. And that isn't always about the stuff. And that's why I wanted to share this with you because I talk about this, but seriously, from the eyes and ears of those at the end of their life, it's not about the stuff. That just affirms that. And I really wanted to share that message with you today. Okay? Right, so a bit of an emotional episode for me. (laughs) Maybe not for you, but that's okay. God, the amount of times I've cried on this podcast. Seriously, Gemma, get it together. Oh my God, get it together. Anyway, I really wanted to share that with you because I don't. I mean, I want you to really live a fulfilled life. You fucking deserve to live a fulfilled life. You really do. 
Oh my God, we all do. We deserve all of those things. You are born worthy of having those things. And I want that so much for you too. And I know you want that for yourself. So please pursue your dreams. Like seriously, pursue your dreams. Okay, live a life you want. Don't work so hard and don't be scared of taking your foot off the pedal and just being. Express your feelings. Stay connected to people. And let yourself be happier. That's the message I want to share with you today. All right, beautiful Manifesting Moms, thank you for staying with me on this episode. I'd love to hear from you. So reach out to me. Um, Take a, a picture or a screenshot yourself watching or listening I should say to this episode and head on over to Instagram and jump into Insta stories and tag me in your post and just let me know what you thought about this episode let me know if it's helped you and as I said at the beginning I'd love you to go and rate and review this episode on iTunes too so that you can help share it and even better if you found this episode really helpful and you know you've got someone in your life that would really benefit from this I'd love you to go and share this episode with them as well so thanks so much for joining me for this episode much love from my heart to yours as always thank you for being here on this journey with me and for allowing me the space to be able to express the things that I feel are important for me and I know that really help others as well. So, and I will see you again on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love you to subscribe, rate and review over on iTunes. See you at the next episode.